Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every Friday, and we have made it Almost to the finish line of the regular season. Week 18, and then we roll into the playoffs in the NFL. Plus, we've got Monday's national championship game to talk about, and it's going to be a good one after a fabulous set of games in the semifinal earlier this week on Monday night. Mikey, welcome into the weekend, buddy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. we got a ton of action to get after, and a lot of teams still looking to clinch and still some jockeying for position happening in Week 18 in the NFL, my friend. Well, first of all, Carm, good to talk to you, good to talk to Shay. And I got to be honest with you, I mean, no matter what you say, it's unbelievable. I saw the picture today on Twitter at North to North. Apparently, I was eating off your plate also at that point because I look about 30 pounds heavier, this picture, and poor Carmen looks emaciated, for God's sake. But five years later, we're still standing. How about it? Huh? And five years later, we're 55, 40, and 7. So I asked B. I go, B. She goes, yeah, Mike. I go, 95 games. You don't count the seven. She goes, no, because you win or lose. It doesn't matter. You're not getting it either way. 57%, ladies and gentlemen. 57%. That's what we do. That's right. And, and that's moneymaker. That, that's, that's in the black, baby. We're ready to roll. Yeah, 53%, 52%, they like to say is the deal there. But guess what? It, 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 it's a beautiful thing. 57%. There's comfort. This is the last uh, a week. And then we go into the playoffs where we've been sixty percent last three years. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna try to do it again yeah. for everybody. That's absolutely right. Right. We got a big week eighteen here. It can be a, a tricky handicap, you know, because oh, certain teams are resting a three lot of their players. Easier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the, there's there's some tricky things that go into this, and um, you know the sophisticated algorithms that the sports books use. <laughs> okay. They've gotten more and more Is that sophisticated. A band? That's a band. Yeah, that okay, was my sorry. high school band. Just sophisticated algorithm. Just, I don't know if you right. Know that. Yeah. They. Uh, you know. They. They've gotten a little bit more sophisticated. They've taken into account all of the legalized wagering that's out there now, and just how much. Hard work, you know, people do listening to us, all the work we do to get people ready for mm-hmm. the gambling weekend. It, it definitely uh, is sort of reflective in, in the lines you see, especially in the lines we saw at Open going into Week 18. But, sure. you know, some challenging things, some big games. I mean, still get it's amazing how many, you know, teams are still alive. And, you know, like a lot's got to happen for Minnesota to get in, obviously. But Minnesota's still alive. Atlanta's still alive. New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay. A win in there in Tampa, still trying to clinch the South in the NFC. The Colts, the Texans, the Steelers, all still alive. The Bills can go from the two seed to out of the playoffs. I, you don't see many scenarios like that in Week 18, Mike. Well, here's the beautiful thing, and you know, you know how Shea always says, you know, in the kitchen, he goes, "Hey, Mike, you know, maybe bring something different than the table besides the fact you used to sell hot dogs." Okay. Well, here I'm going to tell you straight up, I. For the folks that always say this team needs to win, there's like four or five games this week that fall into this category. The last 168 games, when a team that had already been eliminated plays a team that needs the game, 61% of the uh, games won covering have been the team that uh, was out of it. Was eliminated. Was eliminated. 61% 61% out of the last 168 games. So, you know, this nonsense that I've always, oh, we need this game. That means nothing. 
It means that's a nothing. hell of a stat. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really is. Look, it happened last week in Green Bay in Lambeau Field where the Lions had been eliminated uh, with an early window Seattle win. The Lions still, to what you just, uh, the point you just made, went in and uh, upset the Packers, knocked them out of the playoffs. Now the Bears can do the same thing. The Bears have been eliminated. Oh. The Packers with a win. They don't need any other help. The Packers win, and they are in the playoffs. They need no other help. Uh, the Bears can knock them out by beating them. And the Bears are a three-point underdog total, and the game is 45. Or we could go through hell the next six months wondering yes. what's going to happen if we lose 33-6. to six. That's a great point. That's right. right. Because yes. if it doesn't work out, or First of all, if Fields and the Bears win, we're set for next year. That, I think. Now I understand. Ann Jurnoff, who's a pretty good handicapper, had must have some inside information. Mm. He seemed very intent when I heard him talk that Getsy's not coming back. That somebody else is coming in. Yeah, I think if if they keep. Wow. The co- I think Getsy might be the sacrificial lamb. I'll tell if they you what. The they they scored twenty four points a, a game the last four weeks. I, I just don't understand why you'd make Fields go through another offensive coordinator, which would make it what, Karma's third? Yep. And what did we do to Cutler? Regardless of what I thought of Jay Cutler and the puss yeah. base and everything else, how many offensive coordinators did he have? Four? And it, it always was a problem. And it's, you're always resetting. Now, I, I mean, know. don't you give I a know. guy like Getsy, doesn't he have, get to grow like Fields? And like Eberflus has, I think the I think the Bear offense has been pretty dynamic. Yes, because of Justin. But don't forget, Carm, who were we blaming a lot because it wasn't working? Justin. Right. I mean, I, I th- just think it's unfair. Yeah, I thought they both. Why had is he a, a scapegoat? Yeah. Well, I think he might be though. You're right. But They're what happens if we go one. five and one in the last six games and we beat Green Bay? You going to let everybody him comes go? Back? Yeah. I well, think the moment, that's horrible. The momentum aspect would be interesting. Like, can it really carry from one season to the next? Maybe. Look, you look at the back half of the Lions season last year. The Lions were 2-6 and six last year through eight games. Absolutely. 2-6. and six. Think about the way they finished and, did they and then get how rid of their coordinator? this year. No, because their coordinator is real good. Well, I understand, <laughs> but their coordinator was basically, he's real good. I get it. Yeah. But you know how to know something? The last few weeks, they haven't been knockouts. I mean, the defense has hurt them, too. Yeah, no doubt I agree about with you. It. Defense has hurt them. The defense has hurt them. And Goff has not been as good as he was. He was, I remember, he was MVP, what, about six six weeks ago? Yeah, yep. So so we're, we're going to see if the Bears can do what the Lions what did think? last year. Play spoiler. Uh, I think they have a chance to do it. I really do. Um, look, I think at some point here. I hope they do so we don't have to go through all hell. I, 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 at some point, you got to step up and beat this franchise. They, they have not. I mean, you think about what's happened in the world since the last time the Bears beat the Packers. It was December of 2018. Think about that. That's They've unreal. lost nine straight. Not only have the Bears what, lost nine we straight. Were, except, we were just getting going, me and you. I know. That's Think about <laughs> all that's happened. We were a few months away from getting going. You're right, and we've been. There doing was this no COVID now. yet. There was no COVID. All of that. They've not only have the Bears lost nine straight to the Packers. The Packers have covered the spread in every one of those games. Yeah. The yeah. Bears have lost 14 out of the last 15. Ugh. They've lost 26 of the last 30. And Yurko did the math and checked the records yesterday. Since 1993. The Green Bay Packers are 49 and 14 against the Bears. That's like a 780 winning percentage. It's sickening, and it's time for the Bears to step up and do something about it, and it would be great. 
to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. The Packers could still get in with like a bunch of weird, like they need like a Seattle loss plus a New Orleans tie. and a, Like there's a lot of other scenarios. But the Bears could go in there, kick them in the you-know-what, knock them out of the playoffs, send them home, and I think it would go a long well, way you what. to making this franchise feel good about themselves. We're going to find out who the better quarterback is because of Jordan Love. By the way, folks, about two months ago, he was on his deathbed. Yes, he was, Mike. And guess what? He's come back to life. back strong next yeah. year. So yeah. we're going to find out about Justin, the Bears. I like our defense. I like congratulations to Johnson and Sweat. Mm-hmm. What a pickup he was. Yeah. Paul's yeah. no longer afraid. He, you know, a lot of GMs would be gun-shy after what happened mm-hmm. with Claypool. He comes back big. And you can't be, right? That just kind of no. goes to show DJ you, right, Mike? Moore. I yeah. mean, yeah. big pickup. Yep. And what I'd like to see the Bears do, folks, if we, I think we can get Harrison, but I think they should trade the first pick to somebody below them that wants the great Caleb Williams, who can have no hunger after I saw his penthouse. My God, you know, <laughs> he's li- Are you kidding me? He's living like Prince. He is Prince out there of Southern California right now. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of decisions to make, but I don't even think the Bears know fully. I think we'll know more after the Packer game. Yep, we might. We might. You're right. Yep. Let's see how this one goes yep. on Sunday. Bears with a golden opportunity to make a little bit of a statement, uh, if you believe in that such uh, that kind of thing, going into the offseason. I, I think it would. I think it'd be. I think it'd be big for this franchise. Yep. I think it'd be big for the and family. And if they lose, we're still at square one. And I think it would feel a lot different come Monday. I don't disagree with you, Mike. Yep. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk to our good friend Luke Pergandy. Uh, here we go. You know, you got the, the national championship game on Monday night. Washington over the summer. You could have had Washington 80-100-1. Oh. And the Huskies going toe-to-toe with everybody. And now a short dog against Michigan. We'll break down that game a little bit later on. But we'll talk to Luke Pergandy coming up next. Got some other uh, big Week 18 games that we're going to break down. One of the biggest games is the final game of the regular season on Sunday night from South Beach between the Bills and the Dolphins. So lots to get after. Our best plays a little bit later on, plus Jim Miller's got ponies. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting cooking. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Circle Resort and Casino. It's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. Catch up on demand all weekend long. A loaded weekend of football coming up, plus the national championship game in college on Monday night. Make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. You can also catch the Encore replay Saturday mornings at 8. Here's another app you better have, the PropSwap app. It's free. It's easy to use. You can buy and sell all of your uh, sports and futures wagers there. And every week we talk to one of the founding members. He joins us now in the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. Luke, ready to go. Hi, guys. I'm Mike. Hi, buddy. Everything's good. Good. How are you? We're doing great. We made it to the end of the NFL season. And uh, also we've got the national championship game on Monday night. And a recurring theme has presented itself. I mean, how many times in the last year have we talked uh, on Fridays between the three of us about the Yukons of the world and uh, the other dark horse, the Phillies two years ago, uh, you know, two seasons ago, making the run to uh, the World Series, coming up a little bit short, but making the run there. Uh, I mean, we, it's over and over again. And, you know, I just I was saying to Mike as we went into break, uh, you were looking at 80, 100 to 1 over the summer for the Washington Huskies. So this recurring theme continues. It's great. It's exciting. And it's great for people that use the app and use the website. Totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Diamondbacks, this, you know, yeah. this World Series just yeah. a couple months ago. I mean, there's 
consistently a triple-digit underdog going to or at least getting to the semis or, in this case, of course, the championship in the Washington Huskies. They were 101, and we've seen tons of action on the Seattle-based uh, Huskies. We sold a ticket yesterday morning. Guy got him at 50 to 1, turned 300 bucks into 6K. Mm. So, you know, he's happy, turns 300 bucks into 6 grand. Tons of other smaller tickets that are flipping. Um, yeah, tons of action on both sides. Of course, Michigan with pretty much single digits the whole year, so not a ton of profit potential on the Wolverines. But on the Husky side, yeah, 100 to 1, 50 to 1 tickets. Tons wow. of them getting posted. I got, a, I got a confession to make to both of you guys. You guys are close friends, and I just want to spill my guts here. Uh, the the uh, Penix situation, he sort of snuck up on me, to be honest with you. I, I mean, 9 o'clock at night are the games. There's no doubt about it. If you held him for a Heisman Trophy win with prop swap, you got to be upset. I know you could have sold your ticket. But from what I've seen of him, I look at him as a guy that could have easily won the Heisman Trophy. It's about the brand still and who you play for, for the most part, isn't it? When you stop and think about it, Luke. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a popularity contest. The big school. I completely agree. The Pac-12 has a massive disadvantage to the Absolutely. you know East Coast-based voters for awards like that. Uh, LSU, of course, in Central Time down in Louisiana. So Jane Daniels probably got a little bit more viewership to those voters than mm-hmm. Penix did. But yeah, I mean the. Yet again, a transferred quarterback in from uh, Indiana goes right. to Washington and just absolutely kills it. He looked like um, he Warren looked, Moon. He looked perfect. Yeah, yeah he looked awesome. perfect in that semi-game. It was one of the better performances absolutely. I've seen, man, in such a clutch spot, too. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he was really, really impressive. How about as we roll into the uh, NFL playoffs here next weekend, uh, do we have uh, any good vibes on some of those longer shots uh, or is it, you know, do we kind of feel like this time around it might be some of the usual suspects? You know, you odds have been low on the Niners most of the year. What are Maybe, the Rams? Yeah, the Rams is an interesting one. That, that like would definitely Rams. qualify. Yeah. What are the Rams? Totally agree. Totally agree on the Rams. They're 50-1. to 1. I think they're oh. sneaky for, for the price. 50 is great. Um, can't keep a brown ticket on the shelf. People mm. think that they could win a couple of games. Boy. On the AFC side, I don't disagree. They might get Jacksonville in the first round. I mean, that's a winnable game for sure. Um, so, and, you know, Stefanski's going to win coach of the year, it seems like. So, yeah, Browns are sneaky. I still like the Lions at 22 to 1. There you go. On the okay. NFC side, like, the Eagles are just trending the complete wrong direction right oh, now. They're 12 time. to 1. So, if you can give me double my money on Detroit instead of Philadelphia, like, I think there's value there on, on the Lions. Isn't it kind of crazy, guys, that the Bills are the third choice and the Bills might still miss the playoffs? I mean, I don't yes. think they will, but they, they and might. And Josh Allen isn't a pro bowler? I mean, I I don't know. I, I know he could have had a better year, but, man, I mean, you talk about a quarterback that carries the team. Name me the other named players on that team, for God's sake. You know? Yeah, especially like Stephon Diggs hasn't really had a he hasn't done anything. season. You know, yeah. If, been... if Josh Allen goes down, what do they win? Three, four games? Yeah, yes, yes. Wow. The answer is yes. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, but he's... it's just weird, Luke. It's weird to see them at seven to one, and they haven't even clinched a playoff spot. I know. No, I mean that, that is a very losable football game. You play in Miami, you know, who's looked great for most yeah. of the season. Um, I I completely agree. <laughs> To have that at single digit odds, to me, that's just a reflection of all the uh, people that popped them at fifty to one that got mm-hmm. the Bills at fifty to one during their, you know, about a month and a half ago, and they went on that losing streak, and they just have a ton of liability, and they don't want to post, you know, double digit or fifteen to one odds, which is, uh, my opinion, what their true odds should be. 
that's just a reflection of them just having a ton of uh, of liability if, if Buffalo wins this thing. If I am I wrong, did a few uh, uh, took Mahomes' stats and put that uh, those stats with another name that that other name would not make the Pro Bowl? Am I wrong? You're probably right. The, You're probably right about yeah. that, Mike. I think that was that yeah. which, what Luke talks about is exactly what. Uh, hurts people sometimes it's the popularity contest more than the actual substance of what somebody's done now, you know? So it, I just totally found it weird. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, it was Tua, Lamar, and Mahomes in oh, the God. AFC. And, you know, if you want to I, – I, I, look, Lamar's got to be there. I mean, Lamar's had yes. a good year. He's going to be the MVP. I, and I think you make a pretty strong case for Tua, too. And you might be right, Mike. It, it could be as simple as maybe switching out Mahomes and Allen, but – I think just I Mahomes it. carries the weight at this point, and he's going to make yep. it because he's And he's got Mahomes. it. It's almost like, you know, what? Almost yeah. already a lifetime uh, yeah. achievement deal, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the Josh Allen turnovers is probably what did it. And then it's to your point, him. God, yeah. like just the Diggs having a poor year, like you could yep. you, you take that both sides. One is, you know, Josh didn't feed Stephon enough. The other side is, well, if Stephon yeah. didn't do well this year, which he did, and they still won that many games, clearly Josh Allen is incredibly valuable to his team. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Luke, have a great weekend, my man. Enjoy, especially enjoy Monday night, the national championship game. We think that's going to be a great and one. Golf and golf we'll... is back for props, one. Yeah, that's true, and golf is back for props, one. That's a great point. We love that. We'll talk again next Friday, buddy. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the national championship. All right, bud. We'll oh, see you. I can't wait There's to Luke Pergandy. I love it. I don't, uh, I'm confused. My guy John Rahm's gone now. I don't know what to do anymore. Yes, he is, and, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point we hear Rory McIlroy. Oh, my him. God. Get on your knees, Rory. After, I am after, sorry. After all that. Oh, begging. He's got I, the tin cup out. Oh, I'm ashamed. Sure, oh, feels like he's, sure feels like he's setting the stage to Are announce uh, coming me? up here that he's jumping to the lift. Are tour. you kidding me? He'll sure go feels over that way. He'll fl- he's got his flight ticket ready to, to over there. My Boy, God. after all that, all that yep. posturing, all that grandstanding. Wow. Yeah, well, it, you know, when it's 500 Schmildo on the line, I yeah, guess. You'll uh, take, yeah, you'll take the barbs that Mike North price. throws at your car. Um, let's talk about some of the games this weekend, week 18. I love we got, it. We got a pair of games Saturday, Mike. I think the nightcap's real interesting. Maybe we spend a little bit more time on that. You okay. know, Steelers-Ravens, to me, that's the first game. Ravens aren't playing Lamar. Uh, I don't think they're going to play a lot of their guys. Even with that said, uh, we know John Harbaugh pretty much takes all games yes, seriously. I mean, they're, like, they're maniacal in the preseason, for crying out and loud. And Mason you know, so Rudolph has played, played pretty damn well after he, Mitch just lost his heart and his spine. He and, has. Uh, you're right. And somebody said that uh, Tomlin so – I heard somebody say Tomlin stuck with Mitch Dulag. No, he didn't. He got rid of him. I mean, he yeah. gave him a couple games. What was he supposed to do? You can't give the kid one game. Right. I thought he. I thought he acted right. So it's a tough game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I. I think it the probably, weather's supposed to be bad all over. I and that, and that's what it sounds like. The East Coast on Saturday and Sunday. It sounds like weather could be a factor, Mike. You're right about that. I think it. It could be a sloppy, low scoring game. Uh, the Ravens have only been. Uh, a home division dog of a field goal or more three times in the Harbaugh era. That's incredible. This game has come down a little to that field goal. Uh, all three times prior to this, it's been against the Steelers, so it looks like it could be a fourth time against Pittsburgh. But if you're not Ravens. playing Lamar, I would lean Pittsburgh. I just would. <sighs> I just I, mean, I know that Hundley's good, though. I mean, it's not like he's a hobo. You know, I, I have no play on this game. To me, me it's neither. almost like just kind of back Harbaugh as a dog and the fact that he always takes, even games when his starters don't play, he takes them These very seriously. These teams don't like each other, too. They don't, it's a long, yeah. It's I, a long, and, and, and you know what? I got to tell you, the Ravens franchise 
is a very underrated franchise. Totally. And nobody talks about them. And, and you hear other franchises, well, New England deservedly, but the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are known as America's team, and the Ravens have been more successful than the Cowboys over, the, over the past decade or yeah, two. Yeah, they've been every bit as consistent as Absolutely. Just, you know, like every team in the league. And yet, the last because years. 70% of the America looks at yeah. Dallas as, you know, the branding, the marketing, the Jerry Jones stuff, that's what you got. Yeah. But Yeah. I think the nightcap Saturday is interesting. Uh, I love it, nightcaps, or I did. <laughs> back in the right? day, for sure. Yeah. Uh, win and you're in. It's as simple as that for the Texans and the Colts. Now, with I some got help, game here. Uh, me too. With some help via Jacksonville, one of these teams, you know, the winner will clinch the South too. But they would need Jacksonville to lose. But the winner of this I game gets a playoff Jacksonville spot. Jacksonville to watch my dog. I wouldn't either right you. now. Although Forget they did pound it. Carolina. Carolina's terrible. Everybody uh, does. Texans on the road at the Colts, and the Texans opened up as an underdog, but they have shifted to the favorite. They're laying one, one and a half. Totals forty-seven and a half. Houston started zero and two with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, but the Texans can still win their tenth game and make the playoffs here. Uh, I love the fact that C.J. Stroud is back. I love the fact that he's done incredibly well against zone defenses this year, and the Indianapolis Colts play a lot of zone defense. I think there are some favorable matchups for tech, for the Texans, but I'm with Mike. I think it's close. Will Anderson played limited snaps in Week 17. He made his presence felt. That's the guy to watch. If Will Anderson and Sheldon Rankins, their big defensive tackle, get on the field, I kind of like the Texans a little bit, but probably not enough to actually bet it, Mike. I'm with you on that. And by the way, I mean, Carolina, every. Carolina's Carlo with a split through the windshield in the Godfather with Clemens in the backseat. All right? Hi, Carlo. That's Carolina. So forget about judging them off that. I'll tell you, the the game, I mean, Tennessee to me, playing Mm. Jacksonville, Vrabel still got that. There we go. He's very, he's going to play his guys. I love it. And Tannehill and Henry, from what I understand, they want, they may be going, leaving the franchise, and they want him to go out with a bang. Yep. So I'd lean Tennessee. I, I, I would, too. I think the problem is uh, the value's gone. I mean, you could uh, 24 hours ago, you could have had it at 5.5. Now it's 3.5. And, and maybe above the key number, that's still enough. I'm with Mike. If anything here, well, my lean three, would be Titans. I would Titans. probably not do it, but it's still over the field goal. It's yeah. over the field goal. I'm with Mike. My lean yep. would be Titans for exactly what Mike said. Like, this seems like a spot where Vrabel might say, let's knock their ass out. Let's knock a division right. opponent. Let's knock them out. Let's play our butts off. Uh, and Vrabel's, we got some guys that may be leaving that uh, meant a lot to this organization over yes. the last four or five years. Vrabel's won nearly half his games as an underdog outright. Uh, almost half. I mean, it's kind of incredible. So in these spots where he's I an underdog, if he'd be he gets the next his coach ready. of New England. It, it definitely something to think about. He's There's been no a very doubt. good coach. Yeah, yes, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yeah, he, Look at my guy Shay. Yes, Shea, he Shea thinks so. Trevor Lawrence is trending towards a return. We should know that. I, I would be shocked if Christian Kirk plays. I think they, they hope to win this game without him and then get him set for the playoffs. But the 21-day window did open for Christian Kirk after going on IR. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, more action around Week 18 and then the national championship game on Monday night. Plus, we'll give you best plays in Jim Miller a little bit later on. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen with you. Catch up on demand. 
with the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the Encore replay Saturday morning over the air and follow us on Twitter or X. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. More Week 18 action here. A couple more games, then we'll break down the national championship game on Monday night. Still, a lot of different things can happen. Uh, the Bucks can clinch the NFC South after stubbing their toe last week against Carolina. They've got a favorable matchup to do it. Mike said it before. It was a beautiful analogy. The Panthers are Carlo. like Carlo at the end of The Godfather, you know, with the uh, cord around his neck and his, his feet through the, well, the windshield. Well, tell your wife we sent you to Vegas. My God. Uh, <laughs> Baker is it's so great. It's so oh, great. Oh, man. And Carlo It's so good. Yeah. Baker is uh, nursing a little bit of a rib injury. He said they are sore ribs, not broken ribs. Baker's a tough guy. Whatever we he think is. about Baker Mayfield, and I'm not the hugest Baker fan. I will say you he's a like tough SOB. He'll play. Um, I, I don't think he's great, although he's had a very good year for them. He I mean, got you gotta Cleveland give him into the playoffs when they were Cleveland. That's a good point. You know? Um, he'll play. He's a tough dude. He'll play this weekend. I don't think I trust the Buccaneers to cover by margin here in this game, but uh, with everything on the line. I sort of like Carolina plus the four and a half. Do you? Meaning, yeah. Yeah. With everything you know, on the line, like, God, if, if the Bucs can't go, go again. there. Yeah. They're one of the teams I talked about that's been gone, eliminated, playing a team that needs it. Yeah. And 61%. 168 games. Uh, Eagles-Giants. Uh, the Eagles have to win this game and then hope for a Dallas loss or tie to clinch the East. But if they win, they'll get a playoff spot. Uh, the Eagles have lost four of five. The only win in that span against the Eagles. The Eagles Giants. coach went from Vince Lombardi to Abe Gibran. Yes. They want his head <laughs> in Philly a year after going... A year after oh, going you to the couldn't Super Bowl. say anything to the guy last year. He's a genius. They've lost four or five. The only win came on Christmas night when uh, the Giants benched Tommy DeVito. How dare they? Uh, in turn to Good Tyrod kid. Taylor. Since week 13, Mike, Philly's defense. You ready? 31st yeah. in EPA per play. 31st in rush EPA. 30th in success rate. The Eagles allowed over 200 rushing yards to Arizona last week. They've surrendered at least well, 100. Well, is a turnover machine. Well, and that doesn't help either. They've given well, up at least 130 yards on the ground, and five of their last seven teams yeah. are just gashing them on the ground. You know what? The defense is bad now. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you look at what Philadelphia was last year, and you look at them now, they don't resemble the same team except for they reputation. They don't. They do not. And it's just, uh, it's, just a bad, it's just a bad mix. I don't expect them. I mean, and A.J. Brown's a front runner. you know. Uh, I mean, there was never any distractions when things go right. But when things go wrong, the receiver's going to open his mouth, and now the clubhouse has got issues and everything else. So yeah. uh, I would stay away from Philadelphia. The Giants, I, I, I know Tommy DeVito uh, did the best he could. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, for the New York fans and media, quit telling Bear Media and us what we should do with Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. Your last good quarterback was, or your Super Bowl, Joe Namath is now doing denture commercials, right. all right? Thank Why you don't very you much. guys take Caleb Williams? Amen. Why quit Tell telling him. us what to Tell. do? That's exactly right. I mean, that's a bunch of nonsense because I, I, I hear my buddy, I listen to him, not a bad guy, Adam Shine. Take yeah. care of your own backyard. Yeah. That's because right. Worry guess about what? Your own business. Danny Dimes making $140 million? Yeah. Come on. Thank you. So in, in order for the You're Eagles welcome. to clinch the division and be back-to-back -back champs, like I said, they would need a Cowboys loss to, 
to uh, also happen. They would need to win, obviously, and then they would need a Cowboys loss to happen. So the Cowboys I are on the so road. I am so cowboyed out. I don't. I. I. I just don't see them there at the end. I'm sorry, folks. I won my Cowboy bet. I don't care what happens to them from here on out. They yeah, hit the, the total over. was a gimme. Night that, and a half. That's all I was worried about. Um, Cowboys go to the Commanders. A win will give them the NFC East crown, and it will ensure for like the 20th consecutive season, I think it is now, that there is no back-to-back repeat winner inside the NFC East. That's kind of incredible. So a win, and the Cowboys are champs of the East. They are laying nearly two touchdowns. Uh, I don't want to touch this game at no. all. If anything, if you made me pick, I'd probably say take the points, believe it or not. I know the Cowboys I would too. have the longest losing streak in the NFL at seven games, Ron but Rivera's I don't trust last the Cowboys. Game probably, right? probably his last game, Mike, and I just don't trust the Cowboys maybe in weather elements to, to cover two no. touchdowns on the road. They don't want, hey, man, they want to they win, but they're not going to, you know, jeopardize anything or everything else. I think we'll see what kind of 13 points is a lot of points, and uh, I'd, I'd put some couch change on that. No Bills, doubt. Bills and Dolphins Sunday night. That'll be the last game of the regular season. The Dolphins have clinched a playoff spot. They'll clinch the East with a win. The Bills will win the division with a win. They haven't clinched a playoff spot. It's incredible. They could go from two to out of the playoffs, and I just can't remember many scenarios like that in Week 18. But the Dolphins have clinched. They're about a two-and-a-half-point underdog now at home. That line has come down below the key. The Bills are the favorite on the road. The big storyline here is if you think about Josh Allen's history against the Dolphins, he has absolutely dominated this yeah, rivalry. Has. Josh Allen is 10-2 and two straight up against Miami. He's got a quarterback rating of 110 versus Miami. He has 34 career touchdown but I miss passes. Karma. Are they playing everybody for Miami? I mean, well, I, Jalen Waddle's probably not going to play. I heard Look, they, he's not playing. I heard they might be missing both receivers. They might take it very easy with Tyreek Hill because they've got a playoff game to think about in a week. They've lost their second See, stud pass rusher of the year. Bradley Chubb got hurt again last week, which is devastating. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I to feel about this, this game. game. I, I'd probably lean Miami. I, I think I would, too, and I don't know how to feel about this game, though, with Miami having already at least locked up a playoff spot. I, I, I'm, if anything, I think my play here is Miami. these two teams, though. I mean, it's always been a bit a rivalry, but, you know, even back with the Buffalo years where they dominated the AFL, and then before that was Shula and them. And, and for New England, uh, they were 35-3 and against Buffalo, who couldn't get out of their own way for a decade and a half. So... I think I think uh, this is a game that I would stay away from. But if you want to put couch change, I'd probably put on Miami. Yeah, if anything here, my play would be the Dolphins. The one thing that scares me more than any other is just maybe Josh, like the horses for courses thing. I mean, Josh Allen has just completely dominated them. But, you know, know. maybe with Vic Fangio there, it doesn't matter quite as much. But, um, yeah, I think if anything, if I'm going to play that game, I'd put a little bit on the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's talk before we take a break and get Jim Miller's ponies mm-hmm. picks for the weekend and give you our best plays. Let's talk. Houston, Monday night, Washington versus Michigan, the national championship game where we see the Huskies is about a four-and-a-half-point underdog. 55-and-a-half is the total in the game. You know, Mike and I told you last week we both had action on the Huskies getting a four. That line did come down a little before a kick. Uh, I like Washington a whole heck of a lot here again. Kalen DeBoer is now 7-2 and two straight up and 8-1 and one against the spread as an underdog head coach the last four years, two at Fresno State, two at Washington. The Huskies, this is great, Mike, because it's strength on strength, right? Like it, it's, it's great offense versus great defense. The Huskies are one of only eight teams in the FBS averaging more than seven yards per play. Uh, they've outgained their opponents by nearly 85 yards per game this season. They're fifth in offensive success rate. Uh, they've got the best passing efficiency in the country. I think it's uh, it's awesome what Michael Penix has done and his dynamic 
uh, trio of weapons in Adunze Polk and Dylan Johnson. I think this game's going to be fabulous on Monday night. Well, they did save themselves. I mean, uh, the, the semifinals were finally right there. I mean, both games You're were right. real good games. They weren't blowouts yep. and stuff like that. Now, I will say this. I hedged in the Texas game because okay. I had a read on Texas to win. And as usual, I'm addicted to Texas. Yeah, you and, are. Uh, it, it's, uh, I'm the guy sleeping in, in a box. Okay. You can't I, quit Texas, man. I have never quit Texas. I mean, they're, uh, I think my winning percentage with them is 29% in my lifetime since I was a kid. When Daryl Royal was going, I feel good. So I, I, I went for it. I'm, seeing, I'm seeking help because, once again, I even told Sarkeesian, I mean, I think it's all mirrors. I mean, the guy lost control of his USC program. I know that they got back in. I know uh, Manning is better than the quarterback that they got now, and I still went with him on the hedge type of situation. But you know, but I, but I, but I don't, th- and I don't think Texas played poorly. I think they ran into a buzzsaw. You know, no I doubt. Mean, I mean, the guy. A good point. He was Marino like. Oh my God. He was Marino like. I mean, I was right? making a joke earlier, like when Lisa Salters didn't know who supposedly or Mark Jackson who Jokic was. Right. I think ninety percent of the people that in the Midwest and East are going. My God, uh, is know. that Warren Moon? Because I mean. That's who he reminded me of. And, and yeah. Warren played in that area when he was coming. I mean, unbelievable. He was incredible. I mean, he really was. He was so, like, just dead. And he knows how to elude. Yes. He's not a runner. He knows no. how to move. It's not that he runs. You nailed it. He knows yeah. how to buy himself some time in the Bought pocket. Bought him time. He, he's been so accurate all year. He They've dropped back the pass, Mike, over 500 attempts. He's been sacked 10 times. But the problem point. is then he goes and somebody picks him. Let's say somebody went nuts and said he's a, a third pick in the draft right. with no offensive line. He goes to the Jets and he gets mangled within five games yeah. with two injuries already. Right. Yeah, and He's I, got I, a great O-line. That's a good point. Boy, if he went and he got himself. Uh, drafted by a team late yep. first round with yep. a line maybe, or uh, just to come in, but he gets rid of the ball so quick. He does every he does what I wanted Justin to do. Yeah, I know. Right? It's been so impressive. It really right? has been. I think Monday night's going to be a lot of fun. We'll All right, see. coming up next, we are going to uh, give you our best plays. We'll also get some ponies from Jim Miller. So don't go anywhere, folks. We got a few. Uh, we got a few more minutes for you that we're cooking. All right, and uh, we are the odds couple, and we're coming right back. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circle Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. And we always get to get a little expert handicapping involved in the show. I mean, how could we not? We turn to one of the best in the business from Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on X at Hawthorne Jim. And he joins us every week on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, we had a profitable week last week, and we had a winner. Then we also had a 10-to-1 shot, finished second, paid great to place and show. So we did turn a nice profit. And how much fun is this weekend going to be? Live racing on Sunday with last week of NFL action. Live racing on Monday with the college football championship. This is going to be a lot of fun because it's one-stop shopping for everybody right there at Hawthorne, too. Yeah, like uh, big go to the book, watch all the action with all that's still left to be determined in the NFL on Sunday. There are seven games in the late window, including the Bears and, you know, the Eagles uh, still trying to win the NFC East and Dallas trying to do the same thing. So that'll be fun, Jimmy. What time is the first race on Sunday? 
So first race on Sunday is 7, 10 p.m., but here's okay. the thing. Earlier on in the day, you have all the great full-card simulcasting going on with the championship meet at Gulfstream, Oakland right. Park, Fairgrounds, and all that. So watch and wager on those races. Get the noon slate under your belt. Then you have the afternoon games going right into a great Sunday night game, too. Mm-hmm. So it really is kind of the perfect composition of live racing, football, and all of that. And you can sit right there and do it all from one spot. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you would think that with the Bears, I mean, your crowds are going to be bigger. I mean, it, when it's a Chicago Bear game, especially in a later game, Jimmy, uh, do you plan on having a much bigger crowd? Or are your crowds consistent with just the NFL itself? That You don't need the Bears if they don't play on a Sunday. You still have a, a big crowd. No, we saw that they're actually bigger when the Bears are playing because everybody wants to gather and watch the game and enjoy it and grab some food, grab some drinks, and sit together with your friends. And we've seen that combination of people doing it. And then the live wagering action throughout the course of the game is really kicked into. So that's something where you definitely see more when the hometown team is playing. But the other thing, guys, you have to remember, state college teams, too, you have to be on site at a book to play. So you're starting to see some of that movement, too, with going on for the college basketball season. Yeah, got to love that. All right, Jimmy, where are we wagering this weekend? So we're starting to see some three-year-old races pop up this weekend, so we're jumping across the country. So we're going to start at Santa Anita. Race 8, the grade 2 San Vicente. We're going to bet the two-horse slider across the board. Then we're going to go to Fairgrounds. Race 9, there's an Illinois bred in that race, the 5 Ovar. We're going to bet that one across the board. And then Turfway Park, race 6, going to bet the 4 Quarrymen across the board. That one's 5-1, to one, so some good value there. All right, so we'll bet uh, three races, all these horses across the board, folks. So win, place, and show. Santa Anita. Race 8, the 2-horse, and then Fairgrounds. Race 9, the 5-horse, and race 6, the 4-horse. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Race 6, the Turfway, the 4-horse. Oh, uh, Turfway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. That's So three different tracks this weekend, Santa Anita, Fairgrounds, and Turfway. Yep. Got it. All right. Sounds good. Jimmy, have a great weekend, buddy. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. All Jimmy! Right. I'm glad Jimmy caught that. Yeah, that's why I always like to recap them, too, to make sure I, uh, I heard Jimmy right. So, San Anita Fairgrounds and Turfway for those three races tomorrow. At San Anita, it's race eight, the two-horse. At the Fairgrounds, it's race nine, the five. And then at Turfway, it's race six, the four-horse. There we go. All right, so, Mikey, what do you say? Let's do it. Let's jump into some of our best plays for the weekend, my friend. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I was under 500, but I've won four, uh, two straight weeks. I'm 4-0 the last two weeks. And on the bonus play, I was 8-7. Now I'm 20. 12 and 8 uh, with a big win uh, last week with Carmen and Yurko. I'll be on at 147 today with the boys. I'm only going to pick one game, Carmen. Carmen, uh, I'm going to go. There's really two games I had to choose. And I said, do I go with the Jets hmm. plus two and a half against Bill Belichick, who always. I said, nah, I'm going to go the other one that was a surprise. A win for me, and it is the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Plus three and a half against the Detroit Lions. That's going to be my only pick. And I like that pick. Yep. We didn't really talk about that game, but I like that pick. And yeah. I think especially after the last couple of weeks for the I Lions. I like the coach of Minnesota, too. And I well, think Campbell, I, I don't like his decision to go to Jaron Hall last week. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, oh I God. think that their desperation reeks things that happen sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I think agree you're with probably that. right. He didn't want Kirk Cousins to go down when it happened. So you know, like Detroit, can, some, Detroit can still get the two seed, but it will require a lot. Like I'm, I don't know. I just don't know how much Detroit's going to have in the tank. Like, am I wrong? I, I don't either. Defense. No, I like I'm their with line. You. I like Hutchinson. I like those guys up front, but. I, 
I, don't I like know, that play. I do. I'm with Mike. I like that play on the Vikings. I really do. I think that's, that's my good. only one for this one. I have uh, one or two for the afternoon. Today. You know, Mike and I also gave you. A, we both kind of have a pretty good lean here on on the Titans. The problem is the value's really kind of been shot. Yeah. A very uh, influential. But if you went now, the value's never shot, Carm. That's true. That's a good right. point. That's a good point. Yeah, you a group uh, that we know uh, quite well uh, took that nah number and obliterated it yesterday. Really? So I, I, who I, would that be, my friend? That's uh, well. <laughs> well, well, well Keep that uh, uh, to ourselves. But, yeah, yeah, like Mike and I both like them. And Mike's probably right. Even above the key of three, if you could still get the Titans at, at three and a half. Why not? Uh, we both think that that's worth a, a little bit of a look. And I'm going to go back to the well one more time with, uh, with the Huskies. I love when you go back to the well. Game. Let's do it. Let's go, uh, let's go with Washington plus the four and a half. Um, I, I just I, I love Kalen DeBoer as a dog. I think the, the numbers are impressive What was there. with I love him, though, at the end, Carm? What was that? His coaching at the end, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, did the kid, the guy, didn't the running back get hurt? You all, yeah, yes, that's uh, a little bit of a concern, and it's definitely something that you got to track. And they going were saying, into this why game. didn't he kneel? Yes, the, you know, yes. at the end and stuff like yes, that. Yes, that's very true, and that's something that you definitely got to watch because he's yep. part of that dynamic, uh, you know, that dynamic group. The Michigan that, front lines, man, are monsters. it's so good. That number fifty-five, holy cow! Like that kid's good. I mean, it is. It's impressive. You like but, McCarthy? Have it fun. The kid I, from Nazareth. I do. I, I, I wouldn't touch him, though. I'm with you. I don't love him. That first like pass, him? thank God. That, oh, that, otherwise, the game's over. The game might be different, Mike. After the first pass. Hey, guess what? Is that you have another pick? That's it. I'm just going to give out that one. Well, you one. know what? We're going to give out the Huskies. How about Shea Shed? Remember? Shea's Shed. Oh, yeah. Here's our guy. What do you Shea think, Shea? Well, I was going to go with Detroit, and then Mike took Minnesota. I don't want to muddy his pickup. No, you can muddy it. Then I was going to go Michigan, and I certainly don't want to muddy Carmen's pickup. So I'm moving on to pick number three. Yeah, I'm going to go to pick number three. It's the Buffalo Bills. Laying the two and a half in Miami. Miami's got 19 players on their injury report. It's a lot. They're just not ready to play this game. It's It's a lot. It sucks for them, but I think Buffalo goes in and wins the AFC East. All right, very good. Good stuff. All right, we thank Shea for producing the show today. Sure. Thanks, Derek Ostrowski, and uh, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Most importantly, thank you for listening to uh, the show. And everybody, enjoy the weekend. Happy wagering. The last week of the NFL, we'll talk about the playoffs next week. Six games that we'll have to break down going into the opening uh, wild card weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. And enjoy the national championship game, everybody, on Monday night. We'll see you again next Friday. Mikey, happy wagering, my friend. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.